Chapter 2 My feet pounded the pavement at the side of the highway. Tiny pieces of gravel grated against the bottom of my shoes, like Dad's text grated my heart. The sun didn't bother me. I wanted to let the rays melt me into a puddle. Then I wouldn't grieve that Mom had disappeared and Dad worked too hard. Wouldn't ache that Dr. Carper could steal me away at any moment. In reality, Dad was who I had, and I'd give anything to keep him from losing love again. Henry muttered. I paused my music, alternating between thankfulness that Henry was near and aching from the pressure in my head when he got too close. What? I asked if he wanted to talk. I huffed. About what? When I'd started my music, the lyrics said to hold on. Hold on to what? To hope that Henry and Dad withheld good news? I doubted that. The possibilities I'd come up with. They found Mom. Henry worked for the FBI. Dad was a spy. I had a big imagination. I pulled off the earbuds. No point in music when Henry wanted to talk. You and my dad keep secrets. You're hard to keep up with, Henry panted. The sheep in the distance bleated, as if they wanted to warn me before I crashed. Henry sped up to me, and I stopped. Was the secret about Mom? Her disappearance was the one day I wished to forget. I'd closed my eyes every night, hoping to erase any memory of her disappearance. But Mom's screaming face rushed into my dreams. Pero? I'm fine. I wiped sweat that had trickled down my chin. Are not? Henry watched me. You're avoiding me. I glanced away. Fine. I'm not okay. You're keeping something from me and I want to know the truth. He touched the back of his neck. You won't like it. Try me. In the older universe, Henry said, Elohim brought the Lasaris to a place called Moon City and asked us to march around the walls to bring them down. Moon City looks similar to a village surrounded by a big steel wall with teen slaves locked inside. Their leader is a scientist and experiments on the teen warriors. He's got them eating some plant that keeps them alive forever, or something like that. The plant also makes them numb to emotions and want to fight. They're like human robots, trained to kill Lasaris for fun. Thanks for the disturbing history lesson. What does this have to do with me? Your dad told me Moon City's leader, Dr. Carper, is also the one who was after your mom. That can only mean that Elohim sent me to you because he wants you to... My pulse increased, and it wasn't from the run. To what? To go. Go where? I struggled to swallow the growing panic. You're not making sense. Henry rubbed his head. We should wait for your dad. I wanted you to trust me first without feeling like I'd take you away. Why would you take me away, Henry? Let's head back. I stepped closer and looked up into his eyes. You tell me now. He brought his hand up near my hair, 
as if he was about to touch it, then seemed to change his mind. Too close. But hadn't I been the one to step forward? I wouldn't back down. He'd give me an answer. Henry's eyes drank mine in a way that I hadn't seen before. At my first blink, the look dissipated. Your mom, Bahar, is the first of the three chosen, Henry said. We know this because Elohim used her gift of the staff to bring Bahar great power. No one had seen this kind of power, which means it must have been a fulfillment of the prophecy, especially since Bahar is a descendant of the prophet Abram. You are one of the chosen three because you are Bahar's daughter. The prophecy says that that three chosen would travel between the universes. They would bring power to save Elohim's people, the Losaris, and provide them the king they've begged for. I know. My mom, Bahar Abram, is the first of the chosen. But I don't have a power. Your power is music. Don't you think I would have seen laser beams shooting from my guitar if that was true? Henry touched my arm. You light up when you talk about music. It's beautiful to watch. He quickly let go, a blush trailing up his neck. I smiled. It is? I mean that my power is music, not the whole I'm beautiful to watch part. Now it was my turn to feel my face heat. Yes, to both. I glanced the other way. He had never been so forward. But how did I feel about him? I was attracted to him. He was kind, and I'd known him for four long months. But I still wasn't sure I could trust him, not with the secret lingering between us. You still haven't told me the whole truth, I said. Right. Henry paused. I need you to come with me to Orego. No. Listen, Peril, I found your mom. You what? Henry briefly closed his eyes, as if bracing himself for a slap. Maybe I should slap him. He found mom. My mom! I can't bring her back myself, he said. Bahar asked me to find you and bring you to her. My heart beat faster. You found my mom? Henry's compliment about me being beautiful had to be a lie. A way to coax me into going along with his plan. Why didn't you bring her home? Henry shook his head. The only way to bring her home is through the Chosen wearing the necklaces. You kept this a secret. My mom's alive and you didn't tell me. I brought my hands to my face, holding back a sob that lodged in my throat. I can't take any more of your stupid secrets. I ran into the forest, torn between fear and longing for mom. Pero, your dad doesn't want you in there. Bright green ferns splayed like tattered skirts. I pressed on, harder, faster. For once I'd run beyond the boundary. When trees up ahead formed a shadow, I stopped and spun. No Henry. Great. How long had I been running? Three minutes? I peeled off pieces of hair that clung to my face. A twig snapped, and the sweat on my arms turned cold. Trees trembled as branches parted, and a man walked toward me. 
At my gasp, he moved behind a tree. Henry? The tree seemed to spin around me, then settled back into focus. I scanned the area. Absolutely nothing. My mind playing tricks on me. Henry appeared from the clearing to my left, and I jumped. Peril, that was not smart. You could have... He cupped my arm with his hand. Was he here? I saw someone. It was so fast. So was my heartbeat. Are you hurt? I shook my head. The woods weren't dangerous. Only in Dad's head. They couldn't be. Running in the woods, trying to escape beyond Dad's paranoia, looking for where I belonged, wasn't wrong. Henry nudged me away. Come on. Something moved behind a tree. Dark eyes blinked at me. Grabbing Henry's hand, I picked up speed. Run! Henry met my stride and glanced behind. I don't see anyone. I let go of Henry's hand and raced ahead, jumping over fallen limbs and pushing through thick brush. Don't be real. Don't be real. Please don't be real. Henry panted as I approached the clearing. Slow down! I'd never been as fast, so fast. I wouldn't stop until I was in my house where no one should find me. We'd moved to a small town away from danger. Was there nowhere I could go? I climbed up the porch steps to the house. The third step squeaked as I rushed to the door, the handle immovable. I jiggled it harder, but it refused to give. No, why is it locked? Blood thundered in my ears, my fists slamming against the door. Dad locked me outside of the one safe place. I wouldn't enter before the man. The door flew open. Dad dodged to the side before my fists met his face. Where's Henry? he asked. My breath grew steady as I leaned against the door frame. I couldn't make Dad more nervous, telling him I'd run into the very place he'd told me not to go. Henry hadn't seen eyes blinking through branches. Dad's nerves had to be getting to me. I'm fine, Dad. Henry's coming. You know I don't want you running without him. Dad nudged me inside. Go take a shower while I wait for Henry. Dinner's in 20 minutes. Your favorite. I sniffed the air. Smelled like Dad's special, what I called mashed and cheese. Usually I made dinners. I wasn't much of a cook, but at least didn't mash the macaroni. Dad took care of me by working to pay the rent. While he did his own laundry and maintained the yard, I grocery shopped and cooked and cleaned. I closed the bathroom door behind me. Pero? It was Henry. I could hear their muffled voices through the wall. She's in the shower, Dad said. Is everything okay? She ran off again, Henry said but never so far. Turning on the sink, I drank from the faucet and peeled off my socks and leggings. I checked the shower's temperature and stepped in, letting the water wash away my anxiety. Everything was okay. I'd have a nice dinner. I had a home, dad, friends. Yes, I had everything. Nearly. Back in my room, I dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and threw my hair, tangles and all, into a sloppy bun on top of my head. A blast of wind whooshed through the open window. The curtain lifted, as if trying to escape. 
I held the curtain with one hand and placed my other against the pane. My breath stalled. A man at the edge of the driveway watched me. The same man I'd seen in the forest. Hair lifted on the nape of my neck. The sun shone red behind him. He didn't move. I swallowed. It had to be Dr. Carper. It had to be. I closed the pane and curtain as if that would shut him out. Racing into the closet, I slammed the door behind me, leaned against the wall, and switched on the closet light. Hide. I needed to hide. Only my winter coats and a couple of dresses smashed to the side. Not much of a hiding spot. I could run and tell Dad, but he'd flip out. I could text Henry. I yanked open my backpack and emptied the front pocket. Erasers, pencils, and lip gloss scattered on the floor. I shuffled to the side of the closet and lifted pillows. No phone. Besides, what would the police do? It wasn't like they'd lock away a man like this. If that was Dr. Carper, I wouldn't forgive him. Never. He took Mom. But my purpose in hiding was to avoid another disappearance. To wait for Mom to return. Not to get snatched as well. A beep from the corner of my closet signaled a text. Lifting a shirt and socks, I found it. Henry's picture showed close-up blonde curls framing a face that held sky-blue eyes and a slight smile. I hadn't taken the picture. My gaze scanned the message. Hi, when can we talk? My fingers shook as I typed. Now. Henry's reply was immediate. You okay? You never agree that quickly. LOL. I texted the message I'd hoped to never have to send. He's here.